0: We ask you today to help us respond to the word of the Lord, Lord, the preaching, the teaching, let your will be done, help us to worship you because you alone are worthy and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, God bless you, be seated, we're going to go right into our Bible lesson, we appreciate you being here early for the Bible lesson and we enjoy singing some of the older songs at the beginning and so that was... Of course, that's not really all that old, that's 1933, and it's a familiar Easter melody, and I really love that song, and uh, you know, Easter is just a few weeks away, we'll be talking more about that, but today my lesson is entitled, Why Easter Matters. In fact, there is no message that is more important than Easter. And so if you wonder why it is that people attack Easter or make kind of unusual comments about Easter, especially the powers that be, I've often said, and so this morning I'm going to show you a couple of the... Well, I'm, I'm going to start with the... See, they won't let you show... They won't give you the current cover of let's say Time or Newsweek that's how they make their money and both Time and Newsweek are about to go under but every year there's a unusual easter cover and usually around christmas and i was reading this morning thinking about talking about it that there are uh, there are other times of the year that they decide to talk about jesus and What's always interesting is that we're living in a culture that is so radically shifted from its Christian base that the question of why then this, there's this attitude in the culture against Christianity, or well, really it's, it's against religion in general, but, but Christianity gets the brunt of it for several reasons because in the West a lot of the the it's not a lot of people but it's the it's the I call them the powers. W- I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a couple of these covers because they although I don't have the current one as I say I'd have to go buy it and I don't I used to do it all the time and then I realized that's why they were doing it was to get us st- Christians buy it, who are the vast, 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 vast majority of folks. And they were doing it to kind of stir people up. Because you see here, I don't know, I, I found this picture some time ago. I mean, I don't know if the original tomb looked anything like that. I, I, I tend to doubt it because it would have been rock hewn and so on. And up close, you can tell that that someone has devised this this particular one. Okay, so why Easter matters. Hold on, I'm going to go find a picture. Okay, now this is a couple years ago... How many find that an odd picture? Okay, you you, you might not, but I'm just saying... It, it is odd in the sense that you wouldn't be expecting... If I told you what the article said, you would be offended because you don't have to go very far. Of course, Andrew Sullivan writes regularly their religious stuff, and he's constantly, I would say, undermining, but he would say challenging Christianity. And for example, notice the title at the, what we might say the subtitle, but it's actually above the title. It's, and how many can see those three words? Forget the church. See, that's just, if you read the article, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna be real prejudiced and tell you about it real quick. But it basically, the article said, pooey on the church, it's a bunch of malarkey uh, go back to the real Jesus, okay? Who, in, in other words, he's figured out. See, he's he's more he's smarter than all the billions of Christians, and he's found out who the real Jesus is, okay? And so on. And then you ask him, well, how'd you figure that out? And he, of course, he has. That's not true. He couldn't have possibly found out the real Jesus. Because the quest for Jesus has been going on for at least 150 years. What they call the quest for Jesus when the liberals decided that the Jesus that we've all thought we knew isn't really Jesus, that there was another Jesus, and so on. Okay, now look look at the bottom, though. I'm, I'm going to see if I can make this work. Hold on. Aha, something is working. All right, here we go. This. Do you see that? Do you see the little... Okay, all right. So <laughs> some of you have that look on your face like... Help us, Lord, we're in for a real hard time here. Okay. So as reported, now this is directly from, well, it's not directly from anything. I took it from something, but it's not from this article. here. But it was about the article. I just was looking for something, and I decided to just take it from online and put it right there because it's very interesting. And it says as reported by publishing trade magazine Folio, which I've never heard of, never seen it. I'm sure it's wonderful and, and great. Maybe it's, I'm supposed to know about it, but I don't. It says, magazines that feature Jesus on their covers <laughs> see their issue sales jump as, by as much as 45%. Now, I didn't put the part that said if they use, if it's about the Bible, which if I understand the current issue, which I couldn't get an actual cover of, I'm talking Newsweek here. They said that if it's about the Bible, like this is about the Bible, their, their sales. Now, just think, if, let's say you were going to buy a house and it was going to be $200,000. And then you get there and it jumps 51%. So now it's and, uh, 400, I mean, $400,000 How many get the point? That's why they do it when they put Jesus on the cover. And, and I guess they found out that if they say something really blasphemous, then that really stirs people up. But what it's done to me is it's just caused me to read it less and less. I have less interest because once I figured the game out, I'm, I'm less interested in hearing because, for example, this article here, this is two years ago. Yeah, I can see the date. It's two years ago. And this one's all about how the church is just ridiculous and, and all the churches are crazy. Well, that's, that's just simply, uh, folks, I don't care what they say. That's not reporting. That's not reporting. So that's the kind of world that we're in. So I'm calling that the secular world or the modern world and their coverage of Easter. Now let's look at a couple more. Ooh, oops, sorry about that. I'm, I'm just learning this, how to do this. All right, now here are, that's the best I could do on these, it's, it's, you'd be surprised, at least I was really struggling to find the covers and, and that I could actually use, and you could see them. All right, I don't know why they won't post covers, but I was able to get a hold of these three. And so this one is about, oh my goodness, that's, that's probably nearly 20 years ago. So that one I'm looking at from Time Magazine, it just so happens that that's the only one from Time I could get a hold of. And I can't see it super well, but you can see that the main title is The Search for Jesus. So this is, the. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very positive that the date of that is is Easter. It's always around Easter. And so the idea is, for if you were to believe the the national publications, that people are searching for Jesus. And, of course, we know what that means because we know what theologically people are few of the real... Egghead smart people are saying is that, well, the Jesus of the Bible is not real. We got to search for the real Jesus. They used to call it the quest for the historical Jesus, and then they gave up on that. So I'm surprised, I mean, you, I'm surprised that in 1996, theologians are, well, that wasn't written by a theologian. That's written by a time editor. But uh, so the idea is that the whole world searching for Jesus. Nobody really knows anything about Jesus. Well, I, hey, they never interviewed me. I could have told them about Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me tell you about Jesus. Praise God. But that sounds a little arrogant. And and, and they're not going to interview me anyway. Okay, and now let's go to the next one. And it's called rethinking the resurrection. Now, at first glance, that's not a problem. Because I think you should be rethinking the resurrection. So that in in and of itself wasn't the problem. But underneath it, it said, a new debate about the risen Christ. Which, of course, is always the case. Jesus never rose from the dead. You, You remember when the the passion plot any of you remember that book when uh, i forget the author's name but anyway it was quite popular it's many many years ago so it goes way back and he claimed that jesus never died at all on the cross became a you know why it became a phenomenon because newsweek and time promoted it and they sold thousands hundreds of thousands of copies and of course I could tell you more about the man but the point is that that it became popular because it was promoted and then it just fizzled out. But what he claimed is that Jesus it was called the swoon theory that Jesus took the the, vin, the instead of it being vinegar like the Bible says it was actually a drug knocked him out and then they took him down he wasn't dead at all. He was still breathing and that there was this drug and he in the article I mean in the book he tries to demonstrate that you could take this drug and you'd appear dead and and th- in other words what are they trying to explain there how he came out of the tomb well he, he never was dead i told somebody i said man if i believed that i'd start a whole new religion i mean wow to believe that they actually i mean and then uh, the point well they had to do it What was that guy's name? Anyway, they had to do it because Jesus had claimed he would rise from the dead, so they pretended he did and So Jesus took this and pretended to die. Of course, how he went through all hanging on a cross and spear in his side and all that. All right, so the the debate about the risen Christ, blah, blah, blah. Now, the one, though, that to me is the most interesting, so I, I searched for a long time, and that's the very best I could do, is the Newsweek from a few years ago. This is the one that I first began to say, that's it for me. I'm not interested in these articles. But this one is called, and I can't actually barely read the the subtitle from the cover, but the title is How Jesus Became Christ, which is, of course, a theology in itself, that Jesus was just a man, but the Christians all made him into a god, pretended he was God, and so he became a god in their minds, See, and so that's what that article is about. Every year at Easter, now folks, that, uh, that's quite an amazing think. Now, note, some, of you, some of you are waking up and you're thinking, Brother French, I only had a half a cup of coffee. Okay, now I want you to think with me. Think if they were talking about the Muslim faith. Think if this was about Buddhism and that every year you wrote a major article in all the, the popular magazines to downplay Buddhism. Just think of it, or the uh, or is, Islamic faith, to where everything was written to down. Now, what I believe about Islamic faith is religious. I believe it, and nobody can change what I believe. Only my own heart, and between it's between God and myself. But to write a, a have have the 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 pulse of the nation, and then to be writing and trying to destroy Buddhism, I have no business in trying to make, launch a campaign to destroy Buddhism. But nobody else is doing it either. But they certainly are, of course, Christianity. Now, let's, uh, let's keep going. Now, I want to go back and pick something up that I had to skip to look at these. Uh, I'm still tempted to talk more about that one. But let's just go here. Now, first of all, our title, of course, is Why Easter Matters. Can you say that with me? Why Easter Matters. All right, first of all, if... Sin is going to be destroyed and lives are going to actually be changed. It's going to depend upon the power to break the power of death unless of course you believe that all religion is is just a crutch people live it in life but see people have been trying to argue that for as lo- probably as long as there's been religion that religion is just a crutch in people's minds they have to have it they we came from monkeys and then we use religion to kind of because we, we, we wish we were up in a tree and swinging in a tree or something that's the way some of these guys talk And, of course, none of it has any connection to reality whatsoever. They make fun of a Christian for believing that a man could come out of the grave. But I'm telling you, friend, for the Christian faith, there is no doctrine that is more important than the resurrection. To believe that Jesus is alive is the very basis of salvation and hope. It is the basis of hope. Now, if there is no resurrection, there is no effect over sin, and we remain in sin. In other words, or there is no such thing as sin. See, that's what uh, many would like to argue. I'm talking about this minority out there that wants to say, eh, there's no such thing as sin. So you, for example, I had a conversation with someone that I would call a postmodernist, we talked about on Wednesday night, who says, anything you do is okay for you. It's okay for you. You want to not believe in God at all? That's okay, because you that's good for you. In other words, whatever you want to do. So I ask him, "Well, what if I want to kill you? What about that?" We didn't have a long conversation, but you understand what I'm saying—that I was—I was trying to get him to see immediately that his—that what he was trying to say simply didn't have any roots in reality. Of course, he didn't agree. I understand that. My, what my point was not to humiliate him. My point was not to. I'll be smarter than him. My point was to show him that I could not embrace that, to tell me that I needed to have a faith that says if I'm, like Sartre. I think I said this Wednesday night. Jean Paul Sartre argued from France that if he was a full blown postmodernist, someday he was the very first truly modern atheist who said there's no such thing as righteousness and there's no such thing as God. And so if you want to kill someone, that's as moral as helping them. That's the same thing. So in other words, murdering someone is as good of a thing as helping someone. Well, as far as I'm concerned, now you can think what you want. As far as I'm concerned, that is complete and total nonsense. that's where we are but we're in a culture where people are saying well nothing matters I whatever I want to do so of course the truth is if you get to a point that it's all about what I want and what I what I want's got to rule and reign then that is the end of culture we know that and we that's partly part of the problem and so uh, we neither respect one another nor do we nor is it true and if there's if there is no means by which... Now look at 1 Corinthians 15. I'm reading now from 1 Corinthians 15, 17. If Christ be not raised, Paul said, your faith is vain. If Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. And of course that is true. Now I'm not teaching this because of that scripture, although that scripture is saying precisely what I'm saying. And you, ye are yet in your sins. If Christ is not raised, which, of course, is is the point that I'm making right now, of course, but but I'm not making the point because of this scripture. I'm making the point because it is absolutely true. There is no need for Christianity if there's no resurrection. Unless, of course, religion is just something you do like a Buick or a Pontiac or a Cadillac. In other words, it's just a little choice you make. I I think I'll pretend uh, so and so and so. Like someone was recently telling me about their marriage. They were actually running all around with people, all kinds of stuff. They had no commitment to their marriage whatsoever. So it was a joke. Their marriage was a joke. That's how they lived. And some people choose to do that. And, and uh, it's promoted in certain parts of uh, the culture where it doesn't make any difference. Man, if you want to, whatever you want to do, you just do it. That just, nothing really matters. But I want to tell you something, folks. In the end, it's going to matter because God is still God. And I want to tell you something else. He did come forth from the grave, and sin has been defeated. Chains are broken. Hallelujah. I wish the choir were singing. Well, anyway, I love that song. I hear the chains, you know the song I mean? Yeah, I hear the chains falling. I love that because of the of the symbolism of it. Now, so we're going to go past the, these again, and now we come to this. Now, what does the resurrection prove? Why is it so critical that that the Christian faith stand upon the resurrection? And this, of course, will explain why it is that cultural defeatists and cult- people in the culture who want to undermine Christian faith must start with the resurrection. If you destroy the resurrection, for example, all of the notions that the Bible doesn't matter and religion doesn't matter, that all started in this culture. Now, other cultures, that, that's a different story, but in this, in the what we might call the Western culture, it all started with, failing to embrace the resurrection you know there are people that are intelligent and they would say i don't believe that jesus ever walked on water why why do you think people would say i don't believe jesus ever walked on water"? i don't believe the miracles of the Bible. i don't believe he a leper came up and he touched a leper and the leper was healed now, by the way, oh my goodness, I, I've just got to, I've got to keep moving. But of course, none of this is, it does, it's not changing. It may be affecting like young people. Let me tell you what all this is doing in our culture. It's causing young people that don't know any different. They just believe what they hear. If some music group says, you know, na 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 na, that's what they believe. Because they don't know. They, they're just listening to whoever impresses them. And so somebody, they see it on the front cover, Christianity a bunch of bunk. They just said, it's a bunch of buck. They, they don't even th- think about it. That what they're, they're, to them, life is what they're watching on television and what they're hearing in some music or whatever. And so they don't care about the rest because that's how that's how ineffective our culture has become. I want to tell you something right now. There is no devil in hell that is going to stop the church of the living God. It doesn't matter what the devil tries to do. So, So listen to me. So what does the resurrection prove? First of all, If Jesus doesn't live, then Jesus is no different than any other man that ever lived. He's just another man. Now, someone might say, well, that's not bad. See, there are people that say, well, hey, what's wrong with that? He's just another man. Well, if that's all he were, if he were just another man, then we'd just say, oh, there's just another man. And like we might say, certain men did great things. We remember them for the great things that they did. He'd just be another man. But, of course, all the things that he said about himself, plus the people that told his story, which, of course, were his followers, and that's now in the Bible. Like, for example, let's say that someone says, I don't believe Jesus walked up to a blind man and touched his eyes and his eyes opened. Then somebody lied. So why did they do that? Why would you go lying? I just think if I went around lying, oh, yeah, I will not touch blind eyes. Because you know, it's really not that difficult. The fact of the matter is that all of it's verifiable. It's not even, I'm not trying to suggest that it's not. What I'm trying to tell you is that if he were just a man, then that's what he is. But if he is alive, if he came out of the grave, I'm I'm giving them fits up there, but please stay with me because I don't want to lose my voice here. I'm trying to be careful. All right, but you've got to understand I'm talking about something really important here. I'm trying to be careful. If he was dead and he came back to life, then it's the proof of everything that Jesus said in other words, why wouldn't you believe everything? Hey, I want to tell you something, friends. There's people that will believe the stupidest people you ever knew. They believe what they say. <laughs> I mean, you, you didn't have to say amen. I was just trying to make a point. That, that some of the dumbest people, I, I, I know they're taping this, Lord, forgive me. Some, some of the most pathetic, pitiful people. Okay, okay, oh, Jesus. I don't I don't know if I should even say this. And sister French is over there saying, then don't, don't, don't. Okay. I'm I'm calm down. There were many millions of people that there were millions of people that believed everything Hitler was telling them. Oh yeah. I just read a book this last week about Studies about why did people murder? I know this is an adult class. I'm trying to be careful. I see some of the younger ones coming in, but I'm so I'll be careful here. But They did studies. Why did they do this to people? I, I, I'll be real careful. I'm talking, I, I can't even really discuss it here, and not in, not in a church setting in public. And the answer they gave them, they interviewed these people and they said, I don't know. I I just believed. I thought he was the great Furor. What's amazing to me is that you see the, the thing is that all of us have the capacity to believe that we're made that way so that when you hear the gospel you can say oh my goodness that's the that's the, i get it i get it or or to reject it i mean it, it's really just the way it works your heart can receive now there are a lot of people that reject the gospel because they just want to live they just don't want to live for they want their own life and it you might say for selfish reasons but but if they truly understood i want to tell you something friend jesus words everything he said every miracle that he did can we just lift our hands and praise the Lord? Let's just give him a little bit of praise. I'm, I'm going to run out of time. Lord, I thank you because you're in this place and your spirit is here and we give you praise for it. So the, the resurrection proves what I will call the, who Jesus is and that is that he's God or that he, his deity, which of course is another way of saying that he's God. I want to skip most of this. All right, and it proves he has power over death which we've what we've been talking about. I wanna get to the uh I wanna get a little further. Although you know we're two weeks out from Easter, this is just sort of a pre Easter conversation. But I do think it's worth noting that no religion no one has ever claimed for a religion of any kind, that their leader, their founder was actually God. That's never been done or that any human being has ever claimed to have overcome death can you say praise the lord no one has ever claimed that i don't mean religious leaders either i mean there's there are there, i i don't know of it I mean, you would think somebody'd be talking about it somewhere in history if someone came along and said, Oh yeah i I died four or five times and and uh, I just kept coming back from the dead and so on that' just never been done people don't that's not something because uh, <laughs> uh you can see how that would be unique but uh but here's a man who is unique in human history and his very conquering of death. Everyone say conquering. Okay, see the word conquering carries with it the whole Easter story. It's not just that, okay, he was dead. For example, people have, you thought they were dead or they were dead and then God brought them like instantaneously at that moment. But here's a man that was four days in the tomb and God had a plan that in his death, And in all that was going on, that death itself, now listen to me, not just his own death, not just for himself. And that's to me, that's what makes Christianity the greatest religion of all time that has ever been, is that it is all about not just ourselves. For example, how many know that when, aren't you proud to be able to tell people Jesus loved everybody? Hallelujah. He loved people. He reached out. The little children came to him and all that. It's a a wonderful thing to be a part of a faith that lifts people from the deep despair of death itself. And says, wait a minute, there's an answer to your problem there's hope for your need because we serve a god that can lift you right out of the jaws of death oh what a beautiful thing can we just clap our hands and thank god for it okay um i've made a decision i'm just going to do this uh, quickly so just stay with me here here we go john 8 then said jesus to those jews which believed on him if you continue in my word then are you my disciples indeed And ye shall know the truth, and we say know the truth, all right? You shall know the truth, which, oh, see, I want to pause and talk about it. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Praise God. Now, look over here. Let's see if I can get that little dot to come up. See right here? Come on, come on. All right, Jesus That's not the dot I want, right? Here's where I want the dot. We'll put it over here then. Jesus saith unto them. How many know this scripture and can say it with me? Here we go. Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So ye shall know the truth. That's that's really another way of saying you're going to know the God that has come to rescue you Praise. I feel the Holy Ghost here. I, I'm trying to teach something, but I'm, I'm really feeling that, that when, you, when you embrace who Jesus is, and, and uh, folks, listen, there are many, I believe that we are living in a day when people are, they're, they're like nervous and the culture's in trouble, and they're wondering in themselves, I wonder if I ought to try out. God maybe I should really turn to God people are wondering if they ought to turn to God should I maybe I should turn to God and when they do they they look different directions and so on I realize that and and uh, it's not always uh, the truth that they're reaching for but it's there's hunger in our culture that's being generated because uh, people are turning their hearts toward the Lord Alright, so let's let's begin this first one. I, I won't be able to, I thought I could finish, but I won't. So so let's begin with an eyewitness to the to the resurrection of Jesus. All right? Maybe, maybe I can. I I don't have much time, but stay with me. We'll we'll give it a shot. First of all, Matthew, the apostle Matthew, here are the details of his account. No, I'll tell you what, see if I can get through the detail and then we'll just stop and we'll We'll look at other things next time. All right. Matthew says that the the resurrection was accompanied by an earthquake. And so he begins in chapter 28 and he begins to describe the earthquake and that there was an angel that comes and sits on this, rolls back the stone and sits on the throne. And the Bible describes his countenance as being like lightning, which I've often, I've even preached this one time some years ago. This, this concept of, the, of, a, of a countenance like lightning. I, I don't know for sure that I get that. But it does sound interesting, doesn't it? To have a countenance that's like lightning. And then the Bible says that the guards, so how many are getting that there's a whole lot more than just Jesus walked out of a tomb? The story of Easter is a powerful story that literally takes the earth and and all that Satan thinks he's doing. Let me tell you, friend, I'm, I'm trying not to preach to you. I'm trying to talk to you, but Satan is a liar, and God is your answer. When you turn to him, suddenly God gets a hold of everything in your life. Gets a hold of everything in your life. Well, let's stand. I, I, I can't go any further. I don't want to abuse the time. But uh, let's, let's stand together. We'll ask the praise team to come ahead. And uh, they're about ready to come. And let's just let's lift our hearts and praise the Lord, shall we, before we have to change the service. Lord, today, we thank you because you're here, because your blessing is upon us. Lord, I pray that this will be a great time for people to consider who you are what the resurrection tells about you, and we will give you praise for it.